Welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And my throat feels a lot better, but I swear it feels like I have like a sore inside of it somewhere. Well, maybe you do. It's uncomfortable. And you're just, <laughs> you don't even care. I do. I've just been hearing it for days. Four weeks, actually. <laughs> it's been about two weeks of illness and I'm feeling better. Uh, it is Monday and we're hoping to get this bad boy out to you. The people, on time. <laughs> All right, the people. The people, the podcasters. We have rabid fans. Rabid? Or rabid. Rabbit? I've been re-reading Jane Eyre, which I this you know I read it about every ten months now. Not even every year. It's a little bit faster than every year because I don't know if you do you count listening to an audiobook reading? Uh no. Okay, so I listen to it and I read it every year. So that's what I'm up to right now. And one of these days I'm going to force you to watch it. And I think that Jane Eyre could count as horror in some ways. You think so? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of in the gothic tradition in a certain way. Um, it certainly feeds off of that. It's not as spooky as other things, but it's got a mystery in it. Yeah. And it's kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. So you're making frustrating noises because you're doing the research on this podcast. Yeah, I thought I had it all set up on Rotten Tomatoes, and then there was like, it was there, but it had no information on it. <laughs> so I was trying to search the alternate titles. There's just nothing about this film on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm excited. So we're watching the 1972 film Horror Express, which we've recently learned never came out in America. No. It's also known as, oh, I just lost it, Panic on the Trans-Siberian. Well, that's the translation from the Spanish title. Ah, so was this originally produced in Spanish? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out if it's in Spanish. Because Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee in, are in this. You know, the previous, they were speaking English. Yeah, but it could have been dubbed. But, I mean, no. I just wonder if Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee are in this. But it could be one of those things where they have, like, a five-minute part. And then, like, everyone else is just, yeah, like, I don't think so. Okay. Well, no, because it has them as the starring, and Telly Savalas is in this, too. Okay. So this runs the gamut. I guess we'll go through all, you know, the, the, the gist of it, right? Yeah, I guess so. Why don't you tell me a little bit about this lovely uh, film? The plot is, while traveling on the tri- Trans-Siberian Express, an anthropologist and his rival must contain the threat posed by the former's cargo. A prehistoric ape, which is the host for a life form that is absorbing the minds of the passengers and crew. I just love it. It's like an episode of the X-Files. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it stars Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and Telly Savalas. Nice. And then uh, in supporting roles are Alberto de Mendoza, Silvia Tortoso, Julio Pena, George Regard, and Angel de Pozo. That's cool. Yeah, and it was... uh, Directed, I just had this, directed by uh, Eugenio Martin. Ooh. And this film was only released in Spain and the UK. Huh. It's, uh, it is English spoken. Okay. I have no box office except that there was 755,542 admissions in Spain. <laughs> and it, the budget was 300000 so okay. I'm guessing as long as they didn't charge 50 cents for this, then they made their money back at least. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's interesting to see movies like this on Shudder, right? Because Shudder just owns all of the movies. 
Well, I don't think they own them. I think they license them. Not, or license all of them. And they, it's like, yeah, they have where someone... was this movie just, just like, moldering away? Except for Shudder's like, well, let's get this bad boy. They must have horror experts that are aware of these, you know. I imagine the people that created Shudder must really like horror. Well, I think also, too, there's a lot of these people have affinities for Christopher Lee. Ah. Because he's an icon. So if you go through Christopher Lee's filmography and go, yeah. what is this... Spanish title movie that Chris <laughs> Farley is in, you know? Well, I'm excited about this movie. I kind of wonder how much it, like, is making reference to Murder on the Orient Express, I'm which in. is also, I've never seen that mo- a movie version of it, nor read it, because I've never read any Agatha Christie. Have you? Um, yes, I did a long, long, long time ago. My mom was a big fan of Agatha Christie, so I read a couple books when I was a kid. Yeah, I feel like I probably have osmosed a lot of Agatha Christie, but I don't think I've ever yeah. actually seen Isn't it. Isn't she the one who the leading man was always Hercule Poirot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read a couple of those books, and I can't remember. I remember they had him in there, but I yeah. don't remember which ones they were. Kinda, I don't think Murdered on the Orient Express was one of them. The dog is already complaining. Of course, because we're talking and not to her. <laughs> You know, I was looking on this. The On the poster, Telly Savalas gets top billing. Yeah. And I don't remember seeing him in the... I wonder if he's the monstrous ape. Well, I don't know that it stays being a monstrous ape as the bad guy. He's father... Wait, no. No, I'm looking for him. I mean, he's not even listed on the huh. IMDb. Like characters? No. He's not listed as a character, but he is like the second... I wonder if he's the narrator or something. Oh, no, he's Captain Kazan. But he's pretty far down on the yeah, cast Yeah, I wonder there. why on the poster he was listed number one. I guess we'll find out. Well, oh, it could also be just it like... Looks like... It looks like five of the characters are dubbed okay. into English. So, I okay. have that to look forward to. So, so, be prepared to have their mouths not match their words. Well, that's kind of... It happens a lot on our TV for some reason, so it's <laughs> it's kind of normal, I think. Some of our supernatural ones, Dean and Sam, are not quite matching. Yeah, I think I had that happen once. I have to figure that out. I think it might yeah. be from the the PS5 is supposed to have special like sensing for stuff like that. I think. Yeah, but, fancy PS5. Yeah. I think the PS5 likes that we change the electrical right at the outlet. There, <laughs> I'm it sure. works a lot better. I think. Yeah. Less problems. Okay. Well, I'm a little scared of this movie, and Emma's in here already complaining. So, do you want to uh, want to help us out here? Yeah, I th- I think we'll be okay. With the parents' guide? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it was rated R in the United Ooh. States and rated X in the UK. Wow. Jesus. When it came out on video, they changed it to 15 for the UK. So, But when it was in theater, it was rated... Did they have ratings in 1972? I, I don't know about UK. In, mm-hmm. the, in the United States, they did. But I didn't know that. Okay. Well, let's see why. Okay. For sex and nudity, there is none. Oh, a woman who is traveling on the train without a ticket makes suggestive remarks to two men, though. Ooh. Violence in gore is moderate. Oh. Whipping of a man who cries out in pain. One man is struck in the face by another. Shouldn't that be under sex and nudity? Ayo! Mm-hmm. An autopsy shows a brain that Ooh. looks more like a balloon. <laughs> Profanity? None. No. You don't get to hear me say bad words. Dang it. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. A few scenes where people are drinking a glass of wine. A single glass of wine that they share. I can tell that not a lot of um, not a lot of uh, parents are on on watching this movie and filling out these details. Probably not. Yeah. Especially ones that have children in mind. Yeah. But frightening and intense scenes are moderate. 
There's several shots of people being attacked and their eyes turn white and bloody. Ew. Chase scenes are intense. So it's interesting. What I find most interesting about this page, John, is not the fact that someone took the time to actually write on this. It's that on the sex and nudity, 13 out of 13 people found that this to have no sex and nudity. So 13 people clicked that button. But on violence and gore, six out of nine found this moderate. And then it kind of goes down from there. So it's like the rest of them, it's like six or eight people actually clicked it. Well, I think that's it. because this is the leading vote getter is none. Yeah. But then you with would... 13 th- or 13. So some people might have said, say 13 people looked at this, all of this, all of them said there was no nudity. But um, only nine of them answered violence and gore. And only seven yeah. of them answered profanity. So what it sounds like is there's some weirdos that go oh, online yeah. and click whether or not something has nudity in it. But that's all they click on. Who are those weirdos? There's four of them. There's there is four people who are very disappointed with this movie. Or maybe they like it because it doesn't have sex and nudity. That's that's possible. I didn't go there because yeah, I don't expect those people are watching horror. Express, you know, what else I find interesting about this is that I wonder if this was filled out before it got on Shutter. Like, uh, was there access to this movie before Shutter? I'm sure there was. Like a reasonable access. Yeah, I'm sure you could have got it on video. Okay. Well, th- that's interesting. There's a list. Christopher Lee movies under user lists right next to what we're looking at. So yeah. you're right. People do like Christopher and, Lee. And uh, it was, looks like it was released on video in the UK in 2006. Yeah. So that would have been a while ago. Man, this is rated R. That's wild, but there's no yeah. F-bombs. Yeah. Well, I'm sure in, in the UK, too, I, I bet you they look back on this for Peter Cushing. Uh-huh. Oh, know, yeah. Like, like Or Christopher Lee. Yeah, these are always ones that ended up in, like, if you see the 50-pack of horror movies. Yeah. They're all the low-budget ones, but they put, like, Christopher Lee or Bela Lugosi. Like, or, on the you know, front. And yeah, and everybody's like, holy crap, this is a Christopher Lee movie yeah. I haven't seen. That's interesting. See, I have a lot of those packs of films. I know. We actually started watching one of those packs a long time ago. The movie was so bad that we didn't finish it. I have one pack that's almost all college art films. Some of them are like 30 <laughs> minutes long. I think that's what we were watching. It was terrible. I think that it was, felt like it was a thousand years. I think that one is called The Decrepit Nightmare of Crypto Yeah, it was, like, it was terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Really, really bad. And, like, and no we watch movies. bad movies all the time. Yeah. I we mean, like bad movies, but that, that was time like... Place. Maybe, maybe one of these weeks we'll have like a really bad... We could do two of them because they're yeah. like 20 and 30 minutes long. <laughs> That'll be fun, like if the internet's out so we could just watch it. All right, so do you think that we should watch this movie? Yeah, I think we're ready. All right, let's go. Okay. Yeah, not a ton has happened. We're 12 minutes and 33 seconds in, and we spent a lot of time talking about like the British occupation of Hong Kong... Um, how much influence they had. This is based in 1906, does it say? 1905, I think. 1905. Um, we've got Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Are They both are on getting on the Trans-Siberian Expressway in Szechuan province, I guess, to go to Europe, right? I guess that's yeah. what you take, right? Yep. And so Christopher, Lee, Christopher Lee's character... It starts with a voiceover of saying, like, of all the horrible things that happened on the train, and it's his fault, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, this, like, they found some creature in the ice, and they're bringing it back. This is Christopher Lee. Yep. And he, the, a, a dude dies by trying to steal it. Yep. With his eyes rolled back all creepy. 
And there's some stuff that's kind of racist about China and bribery and stuff like that. Um, it's of its time. It's of its time, but the nice thing about a British slash Spanish movie is they use actually actual Chinese people or Asian people, unlike American films at this time, which would just put white people in yellow face. Well, not so, so much in the 70s. So, oh. Well... Well, I guess, yeah, that, but, like, when were um, Westerns popular? Because that's when they did the most yellow face. And, oh, that was the 60s. Right? 60s? Okay. Well, I'm sure it's a more enlightened time in the 70s. Um, and there's been some uh, some goings-on with that, this little box. What do you think, uh, buddy? Yeah, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. We just wanted to pause and give a little bit of the ambiance. Yeah, well, there is a, a priest wandering around who says it's evil. And it looks just like Rasputin. And he says that if you mark the sign of the cross, you can mark it anywhere except on something that's truly evil. So he marks the sign of the cross on the, on the ground, and it works. And then he tries to mark the box that has the creature in it, and it would not mark with the sign of the cross. And the guy's like, parlor tricks. It's parlor tricks, but also, like, how strong is your god if you can't mark a simple cross? Yeah. You could do a circle, you know, not a cross. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't try that. He didn't use the circle example. Yeah, it's kind of, I like, I don't know, I'm somewhat reminded uh, when we're thinking about iconography in movies of, have you seen the Indiana Jones movies at all? I saw... One or two of them when I was a kid. When the Ark of the Covenant gets taken by the Nazis, um, and it's put in a box covered in swastikas because they're Nazis and that's what they do, um, the swastika gets burned off because, you know, God was like, fuck you, Nazis. We just had a very long discussion about the history of swastikas. Yes. Which um, I didn't know that Native Americans use swastika as the symbol of the four winds. Yes, we have lots of Native Americans up here. Yeah, we do. Um, but I didn't know that because, you know, I'm coming from, like, where the Nazis actually got it from. It's like, a, it's the Hindu and Buddha symbol, it's, right? And well, it's, I mean, used, but this symbol... It's such a simple, easy symbol. It's been used tons of places. Yeah, my um, Nana, we actually have it here. I've got some jewelry. I'll, I'll pull it out in a little bit. Uh, we've got some jewelry that um, my Nana's, like, ancestor brought back from India when they were... Uh, they were, you know, the garnet necklace that I have? Yeah. Um, that came from her um, ancestor that was a missionary in India way back in the day. Um, and so they, I also have a little bracelet that's really cute, but and it's so nice. It's, like, got, like, a pretty green stone, and it has a swastika in it. But it's, like, you know, it's, like, because it's Buddhist. Yeah. But it's, like, well, you can't really wear... No, you can't. You can't really wear that, but I have it. It's an interesting piece of history, but unless, I, unless you're actively, like... Indian or or Buddhist it's, or it's Native one of the Americans. That it's Nazis have ruined. Yeah, they, they ruined like, a lot of things. Well, I know it's tiny mustaches. You know, it's when you think about what people talk about cultural appropriation, right? I feel like sometimes people take it too far, but like, but this is a real example of that, right? Literally, the Nazis. Appropriating the term Aryan, which is re- reference to a type of in- person from India, yep. right? It's a re- so taking that word and taking this symbol and perverting it, appropriating it from a culture that they think they're better than. Oh, so you're saying and erasing a, that culture. So you're saying a lunatic did something haphazardly and without thought. <laughs> wow. Or I mean, it's just kind of like when you think about what a cu- cultural appropriation when it is does happen. That's an example of it. Right, yeah. but um, I think that you need to let the dog out. Uh, yes, she thinks she has to go out. Now. And we need to keep watching this movie. Yeah. All right. 
about ten minutes. Yeah, we've got a little more things happen. We've seen the the monster is thawed. The monster's thawed, and it's not like it's like half a skeleton. It's not I, like uh, it was frozen perfectly in the ice. But in the in the previews, it didn't look skeleton-y. Yeah, it looks like I know how you're doing it too. God damn it. <laughs> I did it! I changed his way of speaking, everybody. <laughs> it's a skeleton, not a skellington. It's a skellington face. Oh. <laughs> um, that's what it looks like. But uh, in any case, so it's just a lot of intrigue on the cabin. We got to meet the lady that is basically tricking these old men into letting her sleep with them. She'll do anything for what? a ride. Old men tricking them. Remember the letting... thing that was on yeah, the uh, sex she's and not, nudity? She's not tricking them into letting her sleep with them. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sleep. Literal. Literal sleep. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, because like, that's what, how she got on the I thing. Like, There's no I way I just have hell. to leave Shanghai. Would that be a story, though? I got tag-teamed by Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. We did. That's what you said on our first date. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> You're the beef. I'm way older. You're the beef. I'm the beef. <laughs> So basically, I mean, we just seen people going back and forth, and uh, like, so Peter Cushing is in the same naturalist society as um, Christopher Lee is, and wants to know what's going on. So he sends this guy uh, who has a particular whistle of like do 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 is what he's whistling. It sounds like beautiful dreamer. Yeah, and so that's what he's whistling as he tries to drill a hole and look into the crate, which is what he's been paid for by Peter Cushing to see what Christopher Lee's stuff is all about. And he does so, but something in there is alive. It's alive and way smarter than it should be. Yes, it has red eyes, and it makes the guy's face explode. Not explode, but his eyes bleed and turn bulgy white. Yeah, and like like pop out of his skull. Yeah, that was great. But the thing that you're overlooking here is the giant pothole, or plot hole. (laughs) So this thing is like it's millions of years prehistoric old historic vampire it's a prehistoric thing it's at least thousands but probably millions of years old like it's like lucy you know like the it's like uh homo arthur uh anthropo- what is it called homo anthropolis or something like that or like one of the missing links or whatever yeah and so it's the it's just completely bananas this thing it reaches its hand out of the crate and it it's pulling on this chain recognize it as it's locked in so it puts its hand down and finds the lock yeah and then so it has established that i guess this prehistoric thing understands the concept of locks enough to then reach around find a nail bend it and then use the nail to pick the lock yeah he should have no idea what a lock is how it works i mean he can't even see it he's feeling it and he's like ah, a lock a lock, and I also pick this. this particular lock too. It's not just any lock; it's like a weird one, and he has you have to like kind of put up this little flap. And he's got he does it again. He picks this lock sight unseen and lets himself out of this thing. No, there's only one logical explanation. Yeah, is he's actually from the lost city of Atlantis, <sighs> where they had superior technology to, could be, to where we are now. But, even but they did not have razors, and also <laughs> that was just a story made up by Socrates. Shh. Okay. QAnon well, told me it was real. <laughs> we t- I told you about going on those websites, John. Oh. Uh, but now, who was whistling that little tune? I didn't notice. Yeah, at the very end, the the dude that did the murder, or the, the old thing that's now melted, oh. I guess, 
um, was going, was doing the same whistle. Oh, I didn't even notice the It's little... learned. It's evolving. Huh? So maybe he did, maybe he saw them lock it. Yeah. And he a... was too frozen to, to yeah. do anything. Now we are back. That's actually, that could be something. If it actually saw the lock happening and it's smart and it could see the key being turned or something. Yeah, if they had to use a key to lock it. Yeah. They should, um, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how 1905 locks work either. I don't know. Uh, but we have our Rasputin dude uh, just being creepy. So let's keep going. We just saw the most amazing medical procedure. That was great. And there's something that I really love about this movie. It's that they... So it is currently in, like, 1905. Yep. Now, the the dude had... Peter Cushing just did an autopsy on the dead, like, baggage guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he didn't use gloves. And apparently gloves became more commonly used in the 1900s, in the 1890s. But it was still. But Peter Cushing is playing an older doctor. Yeah, so like he wouldn't have been in yeah. the habit of using gloves. Yet. No, it's only been like ten years since medical students started using gloves, and he's like eighty thousand years old. I don't know. Peter Cushing always looks old. So they, so they were really cognizant of if they use gloves or not, but not if a prehistoric creature could open a lock. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um. So he does an autopsy on this dude. And his brain is completely smooth. Yeah, but they use that as a plot point. So I'm guessing yeah. the prop man was like, I can't make a realistic looking brain. You're yeah, I know, but, the, but that's the whole point of doing the autopsy in the first part. Yeah, and they're like, his brain's show, messed up. It's smooth. It's smooth. It's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. Because they probably could have just gotten a pig brain or something like that, and, and you could just put that uh, in there. Yeah. But, like, that's the whole thing, right? That, it wouldn't be big enough. So the prehistoric man did something to the guy's eyes to make him white and his brain to make it smooth, and that's what mm. killed him. Yep. I think it's fascinating. We've got we've got Christopher Lee stuck in a his his carriage eating his dinner alone. Horribly. Except there's a pretty lady that's like come up because she's in love with him. I think. Uh, as much as I like Christopher Lee act his acting, yeah, his food eating acting was pathetic. <laughs> he just moved his knife and his fork oh, around man. without doing anything. Yeah, and meanwhile the like the doodad the uh, the creature is going around killing people one at a time you made a really good point about it so they decided to uh not tell anyone because they don't want to have hysteria that's right and you were talking to me about that yeah because if they would have told everybody everybody would be prepared and on alert and would have had a plan but by not telling anybody this monster has the uh, ability to slowly scare and pick off one at a time without anybody being aware of it yeah, and they're sending like they're sending people to search the train, and but they're like not very good soldiers, and they're carrying what did you say single shot rifles? Yeah, they got bolt action rifles. And like <laughs> if they miss a shot, they'd be like, "Hold on, monster!" Also, they I can't aim and turn at the same time. No, because the rifle is longer than the hallway. It's is longer wide. than they are tall, and it's like you guys they had pistols in the eighteen hundreds, right? In nineteen hundreds. Yes, yes, yes. They did. They, they could have so, had a six-shot revolver. It's so just fine. dumb, <laughs> but it's so good. Right now we're looking at hand. There's a big thing where it's like, so it's 1905. The the Christopher Lee's character is trying to prove the origin of species. 
He's trying. He's trying yeah. to do Darwinism. This is the, the missing link. Like and then, mentioned. and the woman he's talking to that's kind of I think in love with him. She's like, but that's that's demonic. That's evil or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, that's not evil. Facts can't be bad. Yeah. Facts can't be morally problematic. All right, should we go? Yep. All right. Oh my god. They've explained the lock thing. Yep. I'm okay with it now. Okay, so Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing are now working together because the monster killed the pretty lady who turned out to be an international spy. Yep. He also um, did a weird voodoo magic with the eyes of the of the head like the head uh, cop dude, right? Yeah, that's who he's talking to now, probably. Yeah, and that's who. Yeah, that's who Christopher Lee's talking to now. And the theory is, because they're scientists, is that the reason why the brains turn smooth and the eyes turn white is because what the creature was doing was. <laughs> Sorry, my serious listening to me. Um, so what the creature was doing was basically downloading all of the information that that person knows yeah so the first person that was killed by the monster was the random dude on the streets of shanghai who had broken into the thing by picking the lock that's right and that's why the knows, monster yeah. knew how to pick a lock he knows that guy's abilities oh my god so then he now he knows how to pick more locks because the lady was trying to steal yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's an international spy. He knows everything she knew, but he knows yeah. everything that that like that the that everyone he's killed has known. Yep. He knows and now, English. And now he knows the cop. Yeah, he is the cop. Yep. I mean, I don't think that the Well, he said he could transfer thoughts too. Yeah. So, cuz he killed him. The yeah. cop killed the monster, but I'm wondering if he transferred into the cop. Yes. This is this is intriguing. Yeah. This is good. It's 43 minutes and 17 seconds in, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, it's halfway in. Okay, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. It's halfway in, and it's finally explaining how this is plausible. Hey, where's that Telly guy? Is that the guy that's... Telly Savalas? I haven't seen him yet. Okay, he's not there yet. Okay, let's keep going. Oh, boy. There's yeah. been some more. We, there's been some developments that have been very gross, and I think I know now why they got it rated R. Do you think so? Yeah, because they pulled out the eyeball from the creature, and they started looking at its goo from the inside of the eye, and have come to realize that the creature maintains all of its memory in the eye goo. So yeah. they kept getting samples of the eye goo, and they found like you know the the dude who killed the creature. Yeah. He found. Tyrannosaurus and Tyrannosaurus and Pterodactyls. Tyrannosaurus and Pterodactyls, you know. like. did you try to say there? I don't. Tyrannosaurus? Is that a thing? I don't know. I feel like they are, but my nephews, they say so many dinosaur names and they all go together. No interest. That's a Tyrannosaur. It's a Tyrannosaurus. It has three horns. You know, man. My nephew, my nephews know the sh- like their shit when it comes to dinosaurs. Yeah, like they know everything. Anyway, uh, but so anyway, so it also sees the Earth from prehistoric times from space. Yep. So this is a pretty big freaking deal. 
Yeah, this thing has been alive forever and just transferring to different bodies. Yes, but they don't know about transferring to different bodies yet. They think it's just like that one creature. This one guy knows. Oh my God, Emma, holy crap. Oh my God, it smells so bad, John. Jesus, how did you not smell that? Oh, she's right by you. Oh my God, why is she by me? It's not fair. Okay, I've got my nose clogged up. So that I could finish this part of the podcast. The dog farted. And even though she just went outside, she had the most rancid fart. And John can't smell farts, which makes me think he's trying to play the long game where I have to change all the baby diapers. Why would that be? Because you're going to be like, oh, I don't smell anything. And then I'm going to be the one. Oh, I thought you were saying that for some reason I would torture you into changing them because you think it stinks or I would just be fine with it. Yeah, you'd be like, let the baby sit in shit. No, you wouldn't smell it. Anyway, yeah. so in any... Okay, okay, that's better. Um, in any case, though, the uh, inspector dude is, of course, the bad guy. Yeah. And he just killed the assistant to Peter Cushing. Yeah. Who told him that everybody that had seen the blood droplets, and so I feel like there's he's going to go on a little killing escapade. Yeah, of course. Which I don't understand why. Like, why does it matter? Like, as soon as he gets off this train, he can go live his life. I, I don't know. Because he's in a body. He could have just, like, just laid low. And yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe you should get into that pretty countess's body, because then he'll be rich. <laughs> All right. right. Should we go? Sure. We just met and said goodbye to one of the most interesting characters. Yep. We're an hour, 16 minutes, and 54 seconds in. And about halfway in the movie, a little bit more than halfway between the movie, you get introduced to Kojak, or Kozak. 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 Yeah, like a year before he starts playing Kojak. And he's television. playing a Cossack. Yeah. Um, and he's like the leader of this, like these troops in Siberia. They enter the train to try to find out who the killer is. Yeah. Right, because they've been they've been contacted about the murders on the train, right, like via telegram. Um, meanwhile, the monk who stole the eyeball gave the eyeball to the bad guy. Yeah, and is now a follower of Satan. Yeah, it's big a, heel turn. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. But dude is like hundred percent Rasputin vibes. Yeah, I think he just realized how quickly this guy's getting shit done. Yeah. Feel like you follow this guy. And then, so basically, craziness ensues. They figure out that it's him, that he's the, like, that it's the inspector by turning off the light. Oh, my gosh, who has their... Every time we do this. I'm just going to take my drugs. Um, but they figure, they find out it's the, the that it's the inspector by turning off the light. Because when the lights are out, his eyes are red and scary. Yep. But if they're on, they just look like normal eyes. Um, meanwhile, the monk... So the, so basically, that guy gets killed. The inspector does. The monk says, come in to me, Satan. And so the monk comes back and just kills everybody. Yeah. Because the monk's clever. He cuts the gas lines to the lights. There's no lights on. And so then he just kills everyone, including the Cossack. Yep. Um, Which was kind of surprising, because he looked like he was going to be Billy Badass. And I know, and the whole thing. thing, and he's like coming around, being mean, calling everyone peasants, trying to have sex with the American woman there, like, in front of everybody. Yeah. He let the, uh, he let the count and countess go into another cart, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, should we keep going, you think? Yeah, I think okay. so. Maybe I'll take my drugs. 
Probably a good idea. Okay. Oh my goodness, John. Yes, that was really good. It was so good. Oh my gosh, that was such a good movie. I was not... I know it was on the Shutter Essentials, but like, there's nothing about this I thought it would actually be really good. So like, the Rasputin guy becomes the monster, kills all the Cossacks, like we said, tries to convince... Uh, Christopher Lee not to kill him because he knows all the answers to science. Yeah, he can end hunger. Yeah, he can end disease and stuff like that, which I don't know if that tracks, but it's okay. But we also found out that he he and his people came to this planet and he got left behind. So this whole time, of course, he's been trying to leave the planet, right? So, of course, he goes around, he kills one of the counts or whatever, and Christopher Lee comes and saves the day, kind of, and then the monk basically makes it, like, gets all of the people that he's killed to turn into zombies to, like, help, you know, help him in his cause. Um, and so Christopher Lee basically has to run off with the beautiful countess, get her from the front of the train to the back of the train, which everyone is in the, um, the storage car, right? And they find Peter Cushing, who is in the process of decoupling the train. They decouple the train. Meanwhile, Moscow, it's 1905, so this is, like... Czar Moscow, <laughs> you know, Moscow has said, blow this fucking train up. It's yeah. so, and so they, the train's been diverted to go over a cliff. Um, and so, you know, yeah, ra- odd that they have that option. I know, right? They routed a, a railroad track to the, well, edge maybe of the they're cliff. still making a cl- thing there. Oh. But anyway, so, uh, this Rasputin motherfucker goes off the train and has a flash of himself in the frozen form before everything blows up. But it ends with that whistling sound. Yep. And actually, I was able to look up, find it on Rotten Tomatoes on the app. Okay, let's, let's hear about it. It has an 80% tomato meter. Oh, it's so good. But only a 52% audience What score. maniac would... Okay, I was just like thinking as we were watching the end of this movie, like, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie that's based on a train that was bad. There's yeah. something about being trapped on a train that makes things so intense and good. Yeah, here's a... Here's some. There are no fully written bad reviews on this, mm-hmm. so I got a couple of positive ones to go through real quick. Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy says there's much more to the film than a simple synopsis. Should I drop a hint that a dinosaur makes an appearance? <laughs> but part of its allure is that it make takes all manner of detours, both fun and far fetched. They just are. It's just amazing, and everything yeah. comes back together. It's so good. And it's from Kevin Carr. He says it's not just a rampaging creature. It's it's more than just a monster. There's some real depth to it. Oh my god, it is such a good movie. Everyone needs to see this movie. Yeah. It's There's, so good. From Richard Thomas, Horror Express really defies any genre. Yeah, it's a train genre. Containing elements of murder mystery, zombie films, and even romance all mixed up together. Yeah, the romance element is interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's a, it's just and even the stuff with this Rasputin character, like, that's really fascinating to me. Yep. The whole thing is pretty freaking wild and interesting. And I'll end with this one from Dread Central. The flick is delightful, spooky, and sleazy fun and should not be missed by anyone. Do not hesitate a second. Sleazy I would get, but, you know, okay, rated R. Why do you think it was rated R? Um, Probably just because of the graphic of the brains and the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. The brains aren't that bad. The eyeballs are. In 72, I don't think PG-13 existed. No. 
So it was like, this probably would be PG-13 now. Yeah. It just has goofy eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Just some terrifying stuff. Yeah. It was very good. What was your grossest corner? Um, Probably the weird, like the brains. Oh, yeah. The smooth brains? Yeah. That was a bit odd. Mine was the fact that they took an actual freaking eyeball. It looked like they just had an actual eyeball that they're stabbing... Like needles into to get think get like uh, samples of the eyeball goo. Oh my goodness, was that gross? Yep. Did you ever have to dissect an eyeball? I had to dissect an eyeball in, in high school, and it was gross. We did an eyeball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the next movie? It's my choice, Ooh. and it's one that I have not seen, Ooh. but I've wanted to see for a while. Nice. It is a a little film called. Malignant. Ooh, is this the one that's the Shutter original? No, it's no, it's oh, not. No, okay. So malignant, as in like a tumor. Well, here is the trailer. Okay, let's watch. You're gonna turn YouTube off before that. Oh, you're wa- you're streaming it onto the TV. Yes. You're so fancy, husbands. <laughs> you're so fancy. I, I was smart enough to find it ahead of time. Okay, so she's chilling in a creepy house. Oh, the house is getting nicer. Oh no, someone's after her. She's seeing things. Ooh, Seattle. Oh, she dreamed of a murder. Did you know her? No, I saw her die. She saw her die in her dream. Oh no, it's a bloody bathtub and she's seeing that in her dream too. That is like the most useless gift. To be able to see murders when they happen. After they, yeah. Well, you could like solve. As, you could find out who it is, I guess. Yeah. I'm thinking it might be her. Saw, director of Saw Insidious, The Conjuring. Yeah. I've heard it. This looks good. I've heard people either love it or hate it, which is usually a good sign of a, horror yeah. movie, a good horror movie. So. Ooh. Gabriel. Oh, she's friends with Gabriel the devil. That oh, she's gone. Oh, she disappeared. Oh, and the couch is creepy. Oh no, he just got murdered by a devil. That has a sword hand and is walking backwards. Every victim. Every kill. Every moment. Spooky. Oh no, it brings him closer. To orgasm? Yep. To you, Jombie. Ooh, there's lots of crazy stuff happening in this. There's lots of fun, like, cuts. She looks very scared. Yeah. The TV keeps melting away. She's got a nice imaginary friend that's also the devil that wants to kiss her. Malignant. It's a tumor. Well, I'm excited about it. Oh, it came yeah. out on September 10th of 2021. Yeah, it's a pretty new one. Probably one of our newest ones. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of the new ones on here. So we There's will. There's just only millions of other other movies to watch at all times. I'm looking forward to that. No brewers brews to speak of today. I'm drinking water. What are you drinking? Um, Diet Pepsi. We got to record on the weekend, this weekend, so <laughs> yeah. you can actually brew something and brew it up and drink it. Yeah. Deal? 
Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, so should we say goodbye? Oh, yeah. guess what's tomorrow? What's tomorrow? We have our first appointment with the doctor. Yeah, well, that is true. And we'll be 10 weeks. That's exciting. Yeah. All right, should we go? Yeah, I All think right. we're good. All right, there's two things left of you, husband. Uh, stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.